The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Hey, y'all. One quick note before we jump into this week's news episode. As most of you know, we do record in advance, which sometimes means by the time you get this information, it could be a little bit um, older and or missing some big stuff that just happened. Well, that is the case for this week. Yesterday on uh, August the 18th, Disney dropped the big news about no more fast passes and high meet genie, which is your new uh, planning option and basically a fast pass replacement type situation. We know all about it. We do not cover it in this episode. We will cover it in the future, especially once it comes out and we have a little bit more details about how exactly it works. But we just want to let you know, it's not that we're such slackers. It's just simply, we do record in advance. All right, here you go. The news episode of the week. To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt but our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should. And we're perfectly okay with that. Yes, absolutely. It's good to have you back, Jane. Yay! (laughs) Honestly, it's really weird. Like, I was like, oh, I remember how to do this, but it feels like it's been a year. (laughs) Well, Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, and then I had to say that the last time, and I was like, this feels odd. I feel like I'm literally in the Twilight Zone right now. I'm like, I'm not supposed (laughs) to do this. That we went through that when you were in here one week, and we were like, we don't know what to do. How does this keep going? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's bizarre. We're, but we're back. We're back. We're all three back. Woohoo! Yay! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at Real Mousewife WDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal. Uh, travel. Uh, you can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And as noted, we are back. And first, we're going to, I want Jane just to throw us out a little something, something about her Disneyland vacation. I need the details. I want to know the likes, the dislikes, and all that. And then we are going to jump into a news roundup of sorts. And we talked about doing this, I don't know, like, it feels like a month ago. We said, we need to do a news roundup. There's so much news coming out. And then, of course, the news never stopped. It just kept coming and coming and coming. So all of that stuff that we thought was really important a month ago, I think I've forgotten all of it. And But there's new stuff to tell you about. So 
my point being, we're probably going to miss a lot of things. Um, and as always, we're going to give that caveat that we record these in advance. For, so by the time you're listening to it, something may have changed in the interim. But uh, just roll with it, guys, and know we're doing our best. Um, but uh, as I mentioned before, I want to hear about Jane's trip. So let's talk Disneyland first. What you got for us, Jane? Well, um, I actually feel like I went to Disneyland like 25 years ago. Like it feels like it was so long ago and it's just a couple weeks and I'm going to take that as a sign as I need to go back. Well, yeah, I mean, that could definitely be the answer. (laughs) Um, It was great. Uh, We had a fantastic time. Um, It was so hot, so hot, like so hot even for us as Floridians, although as I was discussing with Teresa prior to recording, possibly, I don't know how, but possibly I'm not used to the heat outside because I don't actually go outside. <laughs> You've been in that indoor pandemic life for too long. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm living that AC life. Um, so yeah, it was super, super hot. It was so crowded. Like, so crowded. And when I say that, I want all our listeners to know that the last time I went to Disneyland was Christmas of 2019, like on Christmas. So um, was it as crowded as that? <clears throat> Close. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was super crowded. Um, but we had a great time. Avengers Campus is everything I wanted it to be and more. And yeah, we just, we had a blast. It felt really good to be back. I can't wait to go again. Um, We had no casualties in our group, which is, you know, always a success when you can travel with a big group of people and, and not kill one another. (laughs) So yeah, we had a great time. All right. Well, if anybody has questions about Jane's trip and you want more details, Hit us up in the Facebook group, uh, No Guilt Disney on Facebook, and uh, ask her because she'd love to tell you all about it. And if you haven't seen her pictures, go to Instagram because there were some really cute ones. I think actually I have bought almost every shirt that you and your friends were wearing um, (laughs) for my own trip that I have planned coming up. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, you know, if you need shopping tips too, there's some really cute shirts in this group and... uh, Yeah, honestly, that was one of my favorite parts was really just planning for the trip and picking out our outfits and our shirts and kind of being like, where are we going to take our super extra photos? And we had a blast with them. And and, uh, the feedback everybody has given us is that they love them, too. And I'll be honest, coming home, I was sad because I had nothing to shop for. (laughs) And I was like, I I don't know what to do now. Like, I I, got to buy stuff. So... Like I'm, I'm, I'm very stuff. much, I'm definitely feeling that too, because now I actually do get trips to shop for. So I've had yes. my, like my Disney bounds and things that I've, I've accumulated over the past 18 months, but I can finally start thinking about, all right, so I'm going to, I'm going to wear this outfit to this park and take some photos here. So it's been, I was like, I forgot what it's like to, to have the opportunity to do this and not just to, to plan the outfits. Cause I do that all the time, but to specifically think, where am I going to take the photos in these outfits? So it's been super exciting to get to do that again. <laughs> For sure. I will say that um, this was the first time I did a trip where I 
used a locker. Um, so in, I would bring a, a change of clothes every day, mostly because I wanted to change depending upon what park I was in. It might have had to do with the fact that I had like 18 outfits just for Marvel, <laughs> but um, okay, whatever. <laughs> hey, stimulating um, the economy is always a good thing. It's economy, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, I did use a locker every day that I was there, and it was the first time I did it, and it was super easy. It was like 10 bucks or something. It was like $10, I think, um, for the locker. And it was great just to have, like, when we we made purchases and threw it in there, um, just having a change of clothes when we got wet on, like, Splash Mountain, things like that. Um, so two thumbs up to having a locker. I would definitely do that again. And are the lockers at Disneyland, like, similar position to the ones at Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World? I have no idea. <laughs> That's where it's, like, the front of the park. No, so, so okay. Disneyland lockers are off of Main Street. They're like, I don't want to say halfway, maybe about halfway down, if unless they've moved them. There's those. Mm-hmm. And then there are a set of lockers that are outside um, between the two parks. But like on the Disneyland side, there's a section of lockers there too. So that's where those are. And then the DCA lockers are right when you enter the park on the right hand side. So they're at the front ish of both parks. Um, But, and that's a good question. I, it's, I feel like it's been so long since I've been to Disneyland and things have changed. There's a possibility that those lockers off of main street got moved, but um, no, they're there. They're there. Okay, good. That's because I wound up using um, the locker in both parks. I used, depending upon whatever park we started in for the day, that was the park I got a locker in. And I um, I did say towards the end of the trip, I kind of wish that I had done the locker in between the two parks because mm-hmm. at the end of every day, I was always rushing back to wherever because um, DCA closed before Disneyland did. And so if, if my stuff was in a locker in DCA, it was like, Oh, I have to run over there to get my stuff out of my locker before they close. So no, that um, makes sense. So that might be a pro tip. Anybody that's going is to think if you're going to be park hopping, go ahead and choose the ones that are uh, in between in the Esplanade. And then that way you don't have to worry if one park closes on you. <laughs> right. <early>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my tip from this time at Disneyland. Get a locker. <laughs> Get a locker. All right. Well, I'm a, I'm excited. I can't wait to go. My my trip is planned for September. So, uh, COVID Delta variant willing, and if California is still open, then that is my my plan. So, um, any of our Southern California listeners, I hope you guys are all staying safe and happy and healthy, so that I can come visit. Waltz Park. I need to see it. I need. I need it in my my life, uh, and I I really want to come. So, um, fingers crossed that it'll work out. Uh, all right. Are we ready to jump into some news? Let's do it. All right. Uh, I'm going to kick things off here with uh, a little Disney Cruise Line update because as we're recording this, people are legitimately packing their bags and they will be stepping onto a cruise tomorrow, August the 9th. So by the time you guys hear all of this, the cruise will be happening. But Disney Cruise Line is finally back, y'all, after a very, very, very long wait and a lot of precautions and a lot of concerns. Um, The 
first ship is supposed to officially take off tomorrow. Now there are some uh, very specific things that they're doing, of course, for COVID precautions. Um, first and foremost, they had a couple of test sailings. I want to say at least two that I heard about where either cast members or volunteers were taken out on the ship um, for a little bit of time and then you know brought back so that they could get some of these systems in place on, on how uh, things would, would work. Um, as far as if you are looking at cruises in the in the near future, uh, Disney is strongly suggesting that uh, guests be fully vaccinated before taking a cruise. And then if you are leaving from Florida, they are not requiring you to show proof of vaccination. However, if you do show that, if you willingly, if you voluntarily show it, then you don't have to show a negative COVID test. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, those are kind of your two options. They are going to either have you show proof of negative COVID tests or proof of your vaccinations. And that's the last news that we have heard on that. I don't know if Delta is going to change the the playing field, if they're going to have to change any of that up at all. But that's what we know so far. Uh, they are also saying that face coverings are going to be required indoor in most public areas. So obviously not in your cabin, but in the hallways or like during the shows, that's going to be uh, required. And then there's some social distancing measures that are happening and going on in place. So the good, exciting news is that Travel is really back in full force this summer, um, but it's going to look a little bit different than just like everything, you know, for the past year. And uh, if anybody out there is on this sailing or going to be going on a sailing soon, we would love to hear some firsthand um explanations on how it was. So we would love to hear your experience. If you want to hit us up, please do so and uh, let us know. We'd love to either have you on the podcast or even just in the Facebook group. If you want to share your experience, I would love to hear how it goes. Cause I will admit I'm a little bit nervous about getting back on a ship uh, just because things tend to get passed around a lot easier on a ship, even before COVID was a thing, just if there was any kind of a virus that kind of started going on these ships, a lot of times it would, it would be a problem. And um, I don't think there's ever been big outbreaks on the Disney cruise lines, at least none that were publicly outed because <laughs> they're also pretty good about keeping things quiet. So I don't know if they've got really great ventilation or, you know, mitigation practices in place, you know, even before COVID, but I am absolutely curious to hear about some real experiences on the ships. So Hit us up. Let us know. I want to know. I'm being nosy. Tell me about your trip. Come into the Facebook group, No Guilt Disney, and let me know. That's all I got for Disney Cruise Line. It's just that it's happening. It's back. And I'm very excited to, to see ships cruising again. Uh, but I will admit that I personally don't plan on getting on one anytime soon. <laughs> and I think because of the the cruise line situation when covid was first starting and how quickly that did make things spread i feel like we'll see pretty quickly if if things are not going well they i think this is one of the more rapid changes we'll see in terms of if they have to do different precautions between sailings so i will say if you do have a cruise lined up definitely just keep an eye on any For disney sure. cruise line news that's coming out because just just because like you said it's a, it's a contained area and for the most part it is 
very primarily indoors when you're on the ship, you know, unless you're going to some of the decks. So I would say this is one keep a very, very close eye on what's happening with the current cruises and any updates Disney's coming out with, because I think that, yeah, they'll have to make the most modifications here if people aren't following some of the rules that they're supposed to do, or if it seems like, you know, there's, I don't want to say breakouts happening, but if it seems like anybody starting to test positive post-cruise, I think they're going to take it very, very seriously. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think it's definitely going to be something they're going to be right on top of. And they've been very, I don't want to say hesitant, that's not the word I'm trying to say, um, cautious. They've just been, they've taken their time working through their systems. They didn't just, you know, kick, start Mm -hmm. cruises out as soon as they could. I I really do feel like they're, like you said, just going to be very aware of what's going on and trying to track things so that they understand how best, you know, to keep their guests safe. So um, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a good tip to keep an eye out for any changes because this could be something that changes fairly rapidly. All right. What else do we want to talk about? What's next? I feel like after mentioning cruises, um, there's two things that we could go into a direction here, something cruise-like and something else about masks. So which one do we want to go with? Let's go with masks first. You know, you know, I like a good mask discussion. (laughs) So it's this happened, I think, at the end of July, was it July 30th that they made this change? Um, But uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland have kind of reinstated the the mask mandate, if you will. Um, not not everywhere, so it's not you can still uh, be outdoors and not wearing your mask. But they have now required if you are indoors, and that is including if you are in a queue that goes indoors, uh, the mask requirements are back. Which I'm, I feel. I, I appreciate that they've done that and I appreciate that they were on top of that pretty quickly to pull it back. I think, I think we're in a situation right now where people are, are hesitant to kind of roll back some of the, you know, where they started to loosen things up and to, to retighten it. I think there is hesitancy to kind of go back because of how people may respond to it. But I'm glad that with the COVID rates rising and like I said, with the, the Delta transmissions, being what they are. I'm glad that Disney is continuing to to make those changes and keep an eye on what they need to do to keep guests and cast members safe. And to the best of my knowledge, they are the only theme park that has done that. And I think the only theme park that is being responsible when it comes to children. Uh, you know, I, I get it. Nobody likes masks. I completely understand and respect feelings on that. However, their product is specifically to families and to children. And therefore, when you have this big population that that can't get the vaccine, I just felt like it was, I, I never felt like the mask, the indoor mask mandate should have been taken away in the first place um, until vaccines were widely available for all ages, personally. Um, however, they did. And I agree with you that I feel like this was the correct move into to, to stepping back in and saying, hi, because of this high level of transmission, uh, Delta is very different. It's actually act- causing also different issues with children. Uh, we're seeing a lot more kids getting sick where we didn't see that the first time around. So it's not the same old COVID that we had in 2020. How wild is that to be like, 2021 somehow got worse than 2020, but it did. <laughs> um, so I, I I agree with you, Teresa. I appreciate that they are doing that. So that's something to keep in mind. If you're going to either park, uh, bring your mask, 
you won't need it outside. You won't need it to walk in the gates, I don't think, but you will need it when you want to, you know, go inside to shop or if you're in a queue um, that does wind inside. Uh, It might be all queues. It might just be all queues. I can't remember. But I do know that they are asking you to wear masks uh, anytime you are indoors. So I think that's smart. I think that was wise, especially with the numbers that Florida in particular is dealing with right now. I think I thought it was a good move. Yeah. And it seems like that is, they haven't made other changes yet. So they haven't been adjusting as far as what I've seen, seen, you know, from the news reports. And this may be different for people who are there in person, but it doesn't seem like they've kind of gone back on, you know, furthering out the social distancing. Like they haven't, they haven't re-extended that. They haven't Mm -hmm. um, closed things that had reopened. So I think they are, you know, this is an easy step for them to to say we're going to do this, and then hopefully this is enough to to kind of mitigate additional spread. Yeah, to some extent, sure, sure. Um, so the other that we alluded to something semi cruise ish related question mark. Um, so Disney finally started to release some info about the the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser, and there's a lot that came out about this, and I appreciate um, how Disney really is. You know, they're advertising it as as it is a a cruise liner. Um, so if you go to Star Wars Galactic starcruiser.com they have a bunch of information on there including you know tentative itineraries they have the rooms and rates for the ships uh i was looking at it and they even have like a packing list like you would go like if you're looking at a cruise line like what type of things did i bring like they kind of modeled it after a full-on cruise line um and if you look at the rooms and rates uh they are definitely pricing it similarly to the disney cruise line So I think we all kind of knew that when they were talking about it, you know, it's going to be like a two night voyage through the Star Wars galaxy. I think it was always kind of booked as being a cruise similar experience. Uh, But if you go to the website, they have so much information on there now about the different timings for things. They have the, the muster. So basically kind of like, you know, the guidelines that you would have for the cruise ship. Uh, it talks about the time that you would get to go to um, Batu, kind of for your for your in park experience. Um, and somebody pointed out that they they have a specific time for like an unplanned moment, which makes me laugh a little bit. But I like that they're they're not trying to spoil what the storyline is going to be on the cruise. Yeah, that was that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I can give the the prices. So there are. Um, there are three different types of cabins. There's the standard cabin, a galaxy class suite, and then there is a grand captain suite. So again, if you've done cruising before, you're kind of familiar that they have the slightly different room areas. Um, but for the the standard cabin rates, and this is just a sample standard cabin rate, so I'm not sure if it's going to change based on when you're booking. Um, but for the the two guests per cabin, for the two-night experience, it it is uh, $1,209 per guest per night or $4,809 for the total voyage. And that is for the, the two guests per cabin. Uh, the price overall price goes up if you have three or four guests, but the per guest per night price goes down for those levels. But uh, how are you guys feeling about this? <laughs> I mean, I texted Patty and said, we finally found something at Disney that even I won't pay for. 
And that's what everybody needs to know. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I I definitely think it has an audience and I think it has a a wonderful premise and could be an amazing, absolutely one of a kind, worthwhile experience and a vacation. But I do think it's for the, the right person, for a select person. So for example... I'm not that person, and I'll tell you why. I like Star Wars. I nerd out a little bit to Star Wars. It's it's not that my Star Wars cred question. I, I that's not it. Like the, the 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 thematic is speaking to me. However, I don't like the itinerary. I don't like this idea that. I mean, if I'm steps away from Walt Disney World, I want to go ride Space Mountain, y'all. I want to go on Everest. I want to go and experience some of those things. And for that price point, they're, they they don't want me to do that. They want me to be on a cruise, right? And they want me to play along. And it's you know like this live action role play experience um, for the three days you're there. Uh, maybe someday that will fit into my vacation needs and, and schedules. But for me personally right now, that's not what I'm looking for. So I have to also say I would not pay for this one at this point in time, but at the same time, I am a thousand percent sure it will sell out immediately. I think the people that go to it will come back with glowing reviews, or at least I hope I hope that's the case. Um, my other feeling about it is also kind of, I don't know, Teresa, you might appreciate this, but if we all remember when Galaxy's Edge was first talked about when they brought this up at um, D23 Expo back in the day, they said we were going to be able to walk on the planet of Batu and be immersed and have these experiences with the um, inhabitants of the, um, of the planet and blah, 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 blah. I think now they scrapped all of that and they're bringing it back, but they're bringing it back with a very high price point. So it's not something that we like, you know, originally we were going to get it as part of our theme park ticket and we were going to have that experience. Everybody was going to get to have that possibility of that kind of experience. And I think instead they're putting it behind a paywall. Um, You know, on a lot of levels, I'm fine with that. People pay for things all the time if they want the A++ experience or whatever. It just was one of those things that like, but they told us we were going to get to do that. And now, now they're not. So I don't love that. But I also, I, you know, I get it. They got to make money. This is a good way for them to do it. I, I'm not hating on it. I'm just pointing it out that that's, a, that's one reason why I'm not super excited about it personally. Yeah, I agree with you. I I remember when they were talking about that and it was, you know, based on how you do in Smuggler's Run, people might comment to you mm-hmm. about, you know, if you did well or if you're doing playing some of those the games that I don't even know if they're still doing them anymore. Like when you're in line, you can kind of do these these missions um, based on like the crates and things that are in in the queue line for that attraction. But I yeah, it sounds like they I, I never saw that kind of come to fruition. And I get that it would be really difficult to to do that. Like just the the technology you would need to kind of always know the person that you're walking up to what they did. Like that's that was a huge lift, which did make it feel very impressive. They were going to be able to work that in to the theme park experience. Um, and maybe this will be a testing ground for that and seeing how well it works out with people kind of in an isolated setting. And like you said, and giving these people who are paying for that premiere experience, you know, letting them have those moments. But I, I do agree with you that this was something 
that they they did seem to allude to would be something for everybody and one of the one of the many things that was supposed to be part of Batu that that was cut for for various reasons by varying people. So I have I, I agree with you on everything you said. Yeah, so um like when I look at like the price of it and like the fact that it's like cruise like experience and all of that stuff, it's like, yeah, I would totally sign up to do some sort of adventure with that. But for me, um, I, I'm a star Wars fan. I love star Wars. Um, I mean, Patty knows how much I love star Wars. They lost me after the last movie. (laughs) (laughs) it was a a turning point it was like they it it was a really hard time for movies and my relationship with them because I had just come out of Endgame which really stole my heart and then I had Star Wars it's for Marvel I mean Star Wars you're no Marvel and that's where I, I I mean that's where I land as well but yeah I hear you and well, and when you guys are talking about like they're they're ta- giving you this experience and and they're immersing you and all of that, and now they're putting it behind a paywall. Talk to me when you get back from Avengers Campus, because Avengers Campus is everything Star Wars should have been. And we sat for hours, hours, people. We sat for hours because we couldn't go out in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> so we sat for hours in the Avengers Campus and just watched, and we were immersed, and we were like this is everything galaxy's edge had an opportunity to be and is not. And for the Marvel fangirl in me, I'm thrilled that Avengers campus is that. So, you know, they're listening. We are giving them ideas and they're like, Oh, wait, wait, wait. So what we're hearing Jane is if we created a Marvel cruise slash hotel, you'd be all down for that. And then we'd take you into Adventures Campus and, you know, you'd get to do special things there. But so, Jane, you're giving them ideas. They're, they're going to do this now. Thanks. Appreciate that. Although I do want to add in, I actually... <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm starting to save up for it. Mentally, I was like, how can I save up for that? Because I would do that. <laughs> if they put, like, a Chris Evans lookalike and a Chris Hemsworth lookalike, like basically in a storage, you know, like a storage trailer and paint some Avenger stuff on the side of it. But then tell me I get to be locked up for three days with them. Take my money, take your money, take everybody's money that I've ever known. <laughs> my word. But I do want to add in, I did get somewhat get my immersive um, Galaxy's Edge experience uh, as a player of The Sims. Last year, The Sims came out with Journey to Batu, which essentially it is just you are in Galaxy's Edge and you get to do all of those different things. And they they mapped it out. So like all of the areas exist. It's, it is literally the, in this game, the same layout as Galaxy's Edge. And you go in and you can, you know, become part of the First Order. You can do missions. You can be... Uh, like I said, you can you can kind of do stuff for the resistance. You can do all of these different things, and all of the characters are there. Um, so I I did lie. I did get my immersive Galaxy's Edge experience. It just came at the cost of twenty bucks. Well, and I can I do it anytime say, I want, and that's cheaper than not exactly. only the Star Cruiser uh, vacation, but also cheaper than say an annual pass. 
How's that for a segue, y'all? Let's talk annual passes Um, because we've got some news here. Jane, I'm going to have you talk us through what happened at Disneyland because, like I said, when I read it, I was like, what am I missing? And you had to explain it all to me. So do it again for for the listeners. Um, What changed with the Disneyland annual pass program? Okay, so um, I want to say that there's some names that have been changed in terms of levels uh, for the Disneyland Annual Pass Program. It is now called the Magic Key Program. Everyone get excited. Um, But each level, the top tier level, and honestly, I don't know what they're called. Sorry, terrible journalist here. Um, The top tier level, you're allowed to make six park reservations at a time. So, and then the levels going down from there are like three park reservations at a time. um, And that's it. So it's either six. Oh, and I think there's one that has four. So the difference between the tiers is obviously blackout dates. So it's similar to prior annual passes. Um, Plus there's also discount incentives. Um, Top tier has 20% merch um, discount and lower levels have, I think, 10% merchandise discount. And then whether or not parking is included in your pass or how much you pay for parking. So um, there's definitely some differences between the levels. People are talking about this like they had no idea this was coming. They've never seen anything like this before. And they do not understand how this works, which is crazy to me because, I don't know, this is exactly how our passes work here in Florida, people. (laughs) That was, I think that was my biggest confusion too, was how, I don't know, how they didn't expect them to kind of, to match up in some way. And while I expected, and I think a lot of people did, because Disney kept making it sound like they were going to make some big major changes in this program, it really doesn't appear to be anything, you know, wild and crazy, right? It seems to be a fairly straightforward annual pass program that mirrors and is very similar to what you get with the Walt Disney World annual pass program. Now, granted, if you're a Disneylander and you're local, maybe you've never even been to Disney World, you've never looked at it, you don't know anything about that program. I can understand that. I can. Um, So I get that. But yeah, for those of us who have gone both coasts, it looks very much like what Walt Disney World's been dealing with, and particularly with the reservations. I guess that's the biggie, biggie. Uh, parking and reservations were the two that really stood out to me. Um, and, you know, D- Disney World's been dealing with the reservations for a year now. And I know Disneyland, that's somewhat new since they just reopened here in what was it, June? Um, so, you know, maybe they just were surprised to see that. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, reservations are going to be something you got to learn how to work that system. Uh, there's also that there's a reservation policy, like if you a no show policy, you don't show up after if that happens too many times, like you get your little hands slapped. So you that was going to be what I brought We have up. that here. Okay, okay I was about it? to ask. I wasn't sure if Florida had that because I when I saw yeah. that, it's the, the, so it's um the Magic Key holders who are a no-show for three reservations in a 90-day window will be unable to make new park reservations for 30 days. Existing Correct. reservations will not be canceled, um, but... Yeah, so that's and I, that was something I was going to ask um, if that was also a Florida policy because it's just not something I'd paid attention to. 
Yeah, so that policy has been in effect um, since we went went into the reservation program last summer um, coming out of the COVID closure. And it's um, I, I, I don't I can't tell you whether or not it's enforced because I either cancel my days or I um, actually go. So I, I don't really know whether or not they enforce that policy or not. But I can tell you that um, I personally was looking towards the new Disneyland program prior to this because I thought, well, if they're going to do this big old revamp and make it some crazy program that no one's ever seen and how different it's going to be, what does that mean for the future of my past here in Florida? Mm-hmm. And then when I saw this, really the only thing I have to say is, okay, well, I'm a top tier pass holder. Why can't I get six days? (laughs) That's all all I've ever wanted was like, I just want to be able to make more pass reservations than people that pay a quarter of what I pay. That's it. That's all I asked for. It's a a good good point and something that they could possibly be announcing soon because they did. uh, That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, they did make a little note when they went ahead and and announced the uh, Disneyland version that – uh, Disney World annual passes will be coming again soon. So they, they do have plans to restart that program. Uh, so who knows? Maybe that's what you're going to see when they officially uh, kick that off is that folks like you who are paying the premium amount, you know, will be able to uh, also make more reservations. Because like it or not, folks, they have said this. Chapik, I think, was the one that said it. You know, you know, Teresa loves to hear anything Chapik has to say, but um, the the theme park reservation system sounds like it's here to last for a while anyway, whatever that means. But I don't think it's going away anytime soon. So, yeah, reservations are a thing. We got to just keep working with it. Well, and one of the other things that stood out to me when I was looking at this is I believe previously Um, With the Disneyland annual passes, there were several of the levels. I think like only the the top tier, the top two tiers were open to out-of-state residents. And I know that's kind of similar with what Florida's has historically been. There's a lot of in-state different, you know, in-state rates that you can get. But the the most expensive one is the only one that out-of-staters can do. Um, For the Disneyland ones, they only specified that the Imagine Key was for for California residents or for Southern California residents only. None of the other three, and I think the the one above that is the Enchant Key, that's six forty nine for that pass. There's nothing that specifies that that's California only. So I think for people, you you can have up to four park reservations at a time, and there are going to be blackout dates with that. But that might be a really good option for people who would typically, you know, travel to Disneyland a few times a year, only need four park reservations for a time. Um, and it, t- I was like, I was kind of excited about that. I was like, I might go to Disneyland more often if I can get a you know, a lower cost pass to go there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they, they, they've definitely got that as an option now. So we'll just have to see how uh, these sales go. They they go on sale on August 25th. Does that, am I saying the right date? Maybe it's the 24th. Yeah, August 25th. 25th. Okay, the 25th sounds right. Uh, so that is, that's happening. And uh, we, no word yet on the Walt Disney World annual passes yet. We are still waiting to hear uh, what's happening there. But it does sound like uh, we've got something coming, something down the pipe. So if you're like me who let theirs go when the whole pandemic thing was happening, 
you know, we may have an option here in shortly to, to make that, that decision on if we want to, you know, do annual passes again. Um, well, they did, they did confirm that the annual passes here in Florida will be on sale prior to the 50th celebration. So sometime between now and October 1st, they will be open again. Yes. And if you don't follow Scott Gustin on Twitter, he's very quick with um, any kind of Disney-related news that comes out. But he made a comment that said, if you enjoy Disney Parks news, August should be eventful. So I would expect not too long after this episode is released, we that's probably one of the things that they will give more information about but i'm also curious i was like so what else is gonna like what else is getting announced <laughs> it's true it's a good month for us <laughs> <laughs> we, we do love a good scott tweet also um yeah twitter is where he's it's like at. he's my second favorite person on disney social media <laughs> oh am i your first thank you jane that was so sweet no, i appreciate it's michael that. does disney on instagram and if you don't know that about me now you do <laughs> Jeez, Jane, you're fired. All right. Anywho, um, <laughs> you could have said, you know, you Patty, you're my third. <laughs> no, I don't come on the gram. I don't, I don't gram no more. Um, all right. Well, so annual passes and annual passes would be great for those of us who are looking at Run Disney for this year. Look at me. I'm killing it with these segues. So Ren Disney went on sale. We had, since the last time we spoke, uh, Wine and Dine went out. And also now the Marathon Weekend has gone on sale. Folks, if you did not get into the races that you wanted to get into, uh, pro tip, just keep paying attention to the website. Hit it up on the daily. Uh, refresh, refresh. Check every now and then because things open and then close fairly quickly, but they seem to be opening and popping up uh, fairly frequently. I, particularly with Wine and Dine Weekend, I'm sure they're looking at, or if maybe they're already doing it, but it could be that uh, charities are returning bibs or that um, they're breaking up some of the... Um, some of the challenges in order to open up some more 10 K and half marathon slots. But I've seen it constantly over the last couple of probably last two weeks where things will open and shut, open and shut. So keep an eye on that. Um, officially as of this recording, wine and dine is sold out for the 5 K and the 10 K, but there still are half marathon and two, two, two course challenge bibs available. They have not put the post-race party on sale um, as of yet. So that's interesting. Typically that went on sale along with the race bibs in the first place. Um, my guess, and I don't have anything other than a guess to this, is maybe a COVID-related reason like they're trying to see if they can have this party or if they're going to have this party or how they're going to pull this off. I don't know. I mean, I assume... I assume they would be because the parks are fully open for the, you know, for the most part. So, so there's no reason not to have it. So I don't know exactly what their reasoning is for not um, having those on sale yet, but you can bet as soon as they do go on sale or that we have a date, we will announce it in the Facebook group. Uh, as far as the other race that has gone on sale, the Walt Disney world 5k and the 10k and the half marathon are all sold out for marathon weekend. The marathon, Goofy, and Dopey are open. Now, Goofy is a perfect example of something that had sold out and now it's reopened again. Um, 
So maybe they took dopey and they, you know, separated some of those bibs. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what they do on the back end, but I'm just letting you know that that's an example of something that had been sold out is no longer, it's, it's available. I'm looking at it right now. Um, of course, by the time you're listening to this, it could sell out again, but just a heads up, keep an eye on these races. Uh, and uh, Princess is going on sale. Oh gosh, August 27th, 24th. I can't remember the, I think it's the 24th. It's August 24th is for in-person and August 27th is for virtual. See, I had the dates. I just wasn't sure what they were for. All right, perfect. So, uh, and just a a reminder for anybody who doesn't, hasn't gotten this information just yet. Travel agents do not have bibs for these races this year. We are happy, 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 happy to get your accommodations booked for you and to help answer any questions for you along the way, especially those of us that run Disney as well. So if you are new to run Disney and you need a little extra tips or or information, or just you want a point of contact to ask all your questions to, hi, I'm right here. Happy to do that for you. However, we cannot attach the bib to your package as we once were able to do. So you will have to do that during general registration on the 24th when that opens. All right. Uh, Ratatouille, Jane, brag, tell us, what are you doing? Um, so annual pass holder and DVC preview emails. That's not English. There was an email that was sent <laughs> out <laughs> for annual pass holders um, for a preview to Ratatouille. There was also an email for DVC if you were checked in on specific dates in September. Um, but I currently have a reservation for Saturday, September 4th to go ride Ratatouille. I'm super excited. I can't wait to just, um, try something new. I mean, I'm going to kill Teresa again, but you know, Epcot's my least favorite park. And one of the reasons is because I think it needs more attractions, specifically more attractions on the side that everybody's always on, which is World Showcase, because I'm back there and I'm eating and I'm drinking and it's really far for me to walk over to the other side. And honestly, people, I am lazy. So Ratatouille, I'm here for it. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I I know that this attraction has been ready to go for a while. Um So this is exciting that they are finally getting some of these previews out for folks that qualify for it. And and they did something uh, for DVC people. My understanding is you only got an email if you had a reservation or was it a park ticket for that day? Do you know which one it was? Did you have to be booked on site or did you have to have a park ticket? You had to be, um, you had to be booked on site. And I, it was like September 5th, September 17th. And Um, I think like September 12th and I'm there like the 10th and 11th or something, (laughs) which is even funnier. Um, But yeah, so you had to be checked in on those days and then they sent an email, Um, you know, as with everything, like not everybody gets the email. Sometimes people don't know who gets them or why they get them. Or um, I would just say, if you're not getting the emails and you think you're supposed to get the emails, maybe call them and um, ask them if they can, you know, verify your email address. But I know tons of people that um, are annual pass holders and still don't get the emails. But uh, I am very lucky that I do. So I got right in. Awesome. Exciting. Awesome. 
something to look forward to. For sure. And on, sure. on that day, because that will probably be the next time I go into parks, because um, in case you haven't recognized the theme of this podcast, it's very hot here. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I sit in my house in a sweatshirt. But anyway... That will probably be the next time I go in the parks, and that will be the first time I get to enjoy Food and Wine Festival this year, which has been going on since last month, (laughs) which is crazy to me. But, uh, yeah, so I will come back and definitely report back once I know a little bit more about um, Food and Wine and how that's going. And then I have Halloween the weekend after because that starts this Friday. Well, technically, it started August 1st. Man, they did not waste any time slapping up some pumpkins on Main Street. They I'm had here that, for it. <laughs> they had that stuff out there ASAP. And, uh, yeah, as we know, Jane, Halloween 365. So, uh. <laughs> Halloween 365. That's, tra- that's literally what I transferred my um, shopping addiction to. It was like, oh, my gosh, I can't buy any more Marvel Disneyland stuff. Oh, my God, it's Halloween season. So I've literally gotten like six packages already this week that are just filled with <laughs> oh Halloween gosh. stuff. Well, I know, I'm a mess. The Etsy creators appreciate you. So, uh, all right, what else we got, Teresa? A new shuttle service by Mears. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so this one I'm I'm personally ex- probably more excited about than most people. <laughs> so the Disney Magical Express, Disney announced a while back that it was going to be ending in 2022. And there is eventually going to be the train that goes from the Orlando airport to Disney Springs. But that will not be ready at the time that the Magical Express is leaving. So I know me personally, as somebody who is never going to be a person who gets a rental car while I'm at Disney, and who also does not always feel comfortable with trying to coordinate, um, you know, a rideshare service, just because I can't always tell if the car that's coming up is the car for me. So I was feeling kind of anxious about, you know, what what is going to come out? How am I going to get when I'm traveling alone from, from the airport to Disney? Um, and so Mirrors, who is the company that has been, you know, owning and operating the Disney Magical Express, um, they are coming out with Mirrors Connect. And it's basically still going to be, you know, the same buses, the same drivers. It's just not going to have the Disney branding on it. Um, And it is going to be a paid service. Uh, But the prices are not that bad, especially if you're somebody who has booked, you know, if you've done the buses from from the California airports to the parks, um, it's similarly priced to that. So I saw the, the standard service is going to be $16 for adults and $13.50 for children for a one-way trip or double that. So $32 and $27 for round trips. And that is for the, there's two levels of service. So that is for the standard level. And that's going to be, you know, pretty similar to what Magical Express was. You know, it will have a limited number of stops on the way to and from. Uh, and then I think the express one, it seems to be, it'll be a, a direct, direct service with limited to no wait time. Um, the, the toll prices that, you know, Disney, like on the, on the way from the airport to Disney, there are tolls. These are all worked into, into the cost of what you're paying for it. And something that I thought was interesting is that all, so all the Walt Disney World hotels are included, but they're also, it's also eligible now for a number of the on-site third-party hotels. So if you picture the ones that are part of the, the Disney Springs hotels, Swan and Dolphin, Shades of Green, these are all eligible for this now. 
So that was something that I thought was pretty exciting. And one of the things that you get, you get an arrival souvenir. And that's all it says, is that if you are doing this, you get an arrival souvenir. And I mean, I, I love free stuff, which is not really free because you're paying for, for this service. But to me, since I would be doing this anyway, I'm like, <laughs> but I, I'm very curious to know what this arrival souvenir is. Hey, if it's even close to $32, you've made out like a bandit. So, and, and we're talking $32 Disney World money. So, you know what I mean? It can be something that you would normally spend five or six bucks on, but in Disney World, it'd be 32. So I, I think you have a, you have a chance of making out, Teresa. So this is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and as the way Magical Express has been recently, you know, you will have to, they're, they're not doing the luggage pickup that, many of us had grown accustomed to, which was always a nice, a nice perk. However, I would always get anxious and have to like my carry on bag, I would have to shove with everything because I'm like, I have no idea when my bags are ever going to get to me, it's going to be hours. So I don't mind the, you know, having to go get my luggage. And I know I'll have it with me as soon as I'm at the at the hotel. So to me, that's that's okay. Um, But if you do, if you are, you know, I think if you're traveling alone or with a smaller group, you know, the prices aren't that bad. If you're traveling with a larger group, I could see where there, you know, you you might not want to do it, especially since you will still kind of be taking all your luggage and you might want to look into the rental car as a better option. But for someone like me, this is perfect. Well, I'd say rental car or even Uber, like you could, um, you know, again, depending on your group makeup, it might end up costing a little bit less to take an Uber for your family or you and four friends that are going to split the costs uh, than it would be to do the mirrors. However, absolutely. Like it's a, it's a decently priced and in a caveat there, they did say that this was introductory pricing. So yes, correct. Things could change. Um, I do have a link on the website. I'll put it in show notes for you guys. If you want to go check out the details and also there's a link straight to the mirrors website, mirrorsconnect.com or something like that, uh, for you to go ahead and, and get your, your, uh, transportation set up, uh, in the future before those prices go up, you might want to go ahead and do that. <laughs> uh, we don't know that they're going to go up. I'm just throwing it out there that it very specifically said introductory pricing. So yeah, good heads up on that. Uh, anything else that we should cover before we bounce on out of here? I think that's it for this week. I mean, of course, by the time this airs, we're almost guaranteed that something else will drop. <laughs> uh, get a thousand. I mean, as soon as we hang up, something is going to, well, it's Sunday, so maybe not today, but tomorrow morning, something else will drop. Correct. <laughs> yes, you are welcome. Um, so as if uh, Patty hasn't already mentioned, but I'm going to mention it again. If you would like to chat about any of this news or any of the other news or anything we didn't mention, please come join us in our Facebook group. It's No Guilt Disney. Or you can email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. And make sure you join us each week on the No Guilt Disney Podcast, because as Patty likes to say, It's no fun to fan Jane's truly favorite social media person alone. Because <laughs> that's me. And she knows it. She just doesn't want to admit it. She doesn't want to make Michael does feel bad. I know that's really what it is. Anyway, bye y'all. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs>